Welcome, ladies, to Homemaker Chic, where we are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind in our red lipstick, in our, I don't know, dresses, jeans, whatever you feel like wearing today, as long as it's not a denim jumper. I am your host, right? Shay Elliott of the Elliott Homestead, joined by Angela per- Angela Parisian Farm Girl. <laughs> Angela Reed Basically. of Parisian <laughs> Farm Girl. <laughs> and we are so take. glad to be with you today. Um, a big welcome to all of our patrons. Lots of those coming in, which has been really fun. If you're not yet a patron, go and check us out over on patreon.com forward slash homemaker chic podcast because we're going to be talking today about our pit lists and all of the things on them and how we're managing them. And if you want a printable one, you can get one of those by becoming a patron of the podcast. So be sure to check that out. Also, (laughs) also, you know, I did update Patreon early this morning. Oh, nice. Had a pretty gnarly morning, but at about 530, I popped some new links on based on the um, Madame Chic interview that we had last Mm. week. And yep. And we have the Discord call that we're having set up for our patrons, which makes me feel like uh, a boomer. I hate it when my kids call me a boomer. (laughs) That's terribly disrespectful. They do it in jest, but apparently um, Discord is the way to go. So, all right. Well, they're helping us with that. (laughs) While you're browsing, uh, go check out our new website too, homemakerchicpodcast.com. That's been a fun one. And we're looking forward to adding so much more on there that we cannot reveal to you or we'd have to kill you. We don't want to do that. (laughs) So go check it out for what it is now. And uh, keep an eye on it because there's going to be a lot more rolling out in the months to come. Yes, really. That's going to be hard to keep under wraps. I'm just saying. I know. When I get nervous, I tend to talk a lot and I overshare (laughs) big time, (laughs) big time. You guys, she really does. I do. It's extremely awkward. (laughs) (laughs) It can be fabulous to watch. It's like watching a sinking ship. It's horrible. (laughs) Stop it. I do. It's awesome. I overshare. You don't try to stop her. You just you just let her go. No, just if, give her her head and let her go. <laughs> if somebody would just interrupt and just say, "Whoa, whoa, girl, Shay, stop, stop, Shay, Shay." This is your inner monologue speaking. Dial it back. Dial it back. You don't need to tell everyone that. Well, today's episode is brought to you by some fabulous sponsors, and in the spirit of better, not more. We want to encourage our listeners to buy less, but buy better for the sake of your home environment. So it's in that spirit that we welcome these sponsors to Homemaker Chic. Our first sponsor is, of course, Jovial Foods. I'm waiting on an order from Jovial. 20 pounds of iron oh corn gosh. flour, three bottles of olive oil. Me too. Come on. I love this company I got- so much. What do you got coming? I had 10 pounds come like 10 days ago, it's gone. Mm. And well, now I have another 20 pounds. I was just going to say I'm the limit's on. two now. They've upped the limit yeah. since, you know, Praise COVID, the Lord. COVID the limit is, is two. distilling out a little bit, which we are very thankful mm-hmm. for. Jovial is most well known for their einkorn flowers, which is this ancient variety of wheat that has high protein and weak gluten. So people can digest it really easy and it's so buttery and so good. But what a lot of people don't know about Jovial is that they also supply really great pantry items like, well, of course, 
whole grain einkorn flours, all purpose flours, olive oils, jarred tomatoes, beans, pastas, cookies, crackers, snacks, all that kind of stuff. So this is a company that we go in, we place a big old order once a month, have it delivered and have the pantry stocked with these amazing high quality products. I mean, seriously, Carla, the owner of this company, she is impeccable when it comes to quality. So be sure to go visit them at jovialfoods.com. Get free shipping, which is awesome. Have it delivered to your doorstep once a month and get your pantry stocked with these high quality, amazing products. We love them. We do. Today's show is also brought to you by American Blossom Linens. American Blossom Linens is the bedding. You know this that Shay and I sleep on and we're going room by room through the house, converting our children over to American Blossom Linens. And these sheets are so amazing. Even the children know the difference. Mm -hmm. I have uh, a new clothes line. I have not had a clothes line since moving to this property. And that's just one of my favorite Uh, things. To me, that is one of the great pleasures of homemaking is having a clothes line. We have to talk about this because that is on my pit list. So we need to come back to this idea. Okay, go ahead. Okay. You line dry your sheets. Yes. Yes. And like, I don't like it. Line dried sheets are amazing anyways. Line dried American blossom linen sheets over the top. So what they do is they start with American cotton. It's grown in Texas and the fibers are put through a process called combing. So that uses fine combs to pull out all the short fibers and impurities. And then what we're left with is smooth, soft, long lasting, like they're made to last a lifetime sheet. A lifetime. Buy once, be done. They get softer with each washing. And so what you should do as a listener is go to AmericanBlossomLinens.com. And when you check out, use the coupon code HomemakerChic20 because they have generously extended a 20% discount, which is much more than they offer on their website typically to uh, homemaker chic podcast listeners, homemaker chic podcast listeners. Yes. Homemaker chic 20. I meant to say American blossom linens.com. You get it. You know, get yourself some sheets. Just yesterday I threw away, I have these, you know, just old cheap target sheets that I've slowly been filtering through and we're re- just repurposing them, mm-hmm. using them as rags. Mm-hmm. George is using them as stuffing for these crocheted little animals mm-hmm. that she's making. But we're having to just toss them and they're about six months old because the stitching is coming out or they they're so thin that they just tear. And, you know, it's honestly until American Blossom became a sponsor of the podcast. It's not really something that I gave that much thought to. I knew I liked nice sheets, but I didn't really know what that meant. These sheets are so nice. I feel like they're like heirloom sheets that you will starch and press and pass down to the next generation. They're so I do, too. And. Yeah. I was like actually obsessed with the idea of sheets and didn't know where to go. Mm-hmm. Like constantly looking on yeah. Etsy. Okay, yes. is this really going to be what they say it is? I wanted sheets. And so when they came to us, yes. I was like, you yeah. got to be kidding me. I've been waiting for uh, you. Don't you. I save I save my old sheets for frost warnings. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, good idea. I just have like a big mangy stack Oh, yeah. And then the kids can all grab one and run out and help mom if there's a frost warning. That's a good idea. Yep. All right. Well, our love comment this week is from Mama Court 13 over on Instagram. And here is what she says. (laughs) I love this one. Do you want to read it? No, no, you do it. I just I'm looking at it in our notes. Makes me laugh. I discover all the stuff to agree with. Say out loud. Huh. I didn't know that. 
and just howl at and just I'm going to butcher it and to just <laughs> howl at. <laughs> I feel like you two are in my kitchen with me and it's a homemaker chic fest. My husband will walk in and say, hey, it's your girls again. And then he'll sit down, listen and go, haven't we heard this one before? We have. And we're going to listen again. Can't ever get too much of a good thing. (laughs) Unless it's wine. Then, yes, you can have too much of a good thing. (laughs) Everything in moderation. Cue it. (laughs) This song makes me want to put on a little LBD and have a little... A few people over and just be swanky for an evening. I love this song. I do too. It just makes me want to dance. Today's What We're Sipping segment is brought to you by Dry Farms Wine, online wine subscription for clean, organic, biodynamic wines, naturally yeasted, lower sugar, lower alcohol from all over the world. We get to celebrate these fantastic wines. So I would love to know, Miss Angela Reed of Parisian Farm Girl, what are you enjoying today? I'll tell you what. Well, I am going to do my very best. Okay. So we have this joke in within our four walls that I'm Italian by default. I have the uh, prominent proboscis that, you know, looks very Greek, very Italian. And I have a ton of Italian family members. So I'm going to do my best here. Okay. Give it to me. Sovracero. <laughs> I don't Nailed know. That's it. my very best. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Sovracciaro. Sovracciaro. That's what I'm going to say. So this is an Italian white. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. This is my dry farms bottle here. And this is an Italian white made by Valentina Passalacqua. Passalacqua. Okay. From Puglia. Puglia? Puglia? How how would you say that? Puglia, Italy? Shay's laughing at me. I'm doing my best. I'm thinking about my friend Natalie. I thought it was your wine day. You put me on the spot, you turd. Um, My friend (laughs) Natalie, you know, the Latin scholar, Uh she speaks a lot of languages. She is a language... Mm -hmm. Person. Aficionado. Aficionado. That's the word you're looking at. And she says that our wine segment is painful. <laughs> well, A for effort. I'm good at drinking it. I'm not good at pronouncing it. I don't know what you want from me. Okay, okay so well, tell me I about just this. don't know how to do the G next to the L. Right. It looks like Puglia, but I, I'm assuming that that's wrong, but... Puglia. Valentina. Okay. Pasalacqua. Okay. In Puglia, Italy. Okay. I I did a little digging on her, okay? So she is a mother of two girls and she started making wine 10 years ago and she has a love for the light, the lighting and the sky in her area of Italy. And so she makes this wine as the mother of these two daughters to give them back the sea of colors that the land gives her, oh, she says. Come on. I know. Like, hello. So this is a a Bambino Bianco grape and um, they're grown in a really uh, limestone heavy soil. Okay. Which uh, makes a a very lovely, crisp, delicious bottle of wine. So I put it in the freezer for a few minutes and Mm. then I popped it on ice and um, it's extremely delicious. Well, you know, not on ice. No, hello. Not like oh, suburban you you mom the, on ice in an ice bucket. Bottle okay. on ice. I was just like, Let me right, are we doing this? I are do not this? put ice cubes. <laughs> no, let I'm me let's clarified. just clarify. Angela, okay, okay. Parisian hey. farm girl, does not put ice in her wine. <laughs> There's a line. This is very important. <laughs> See, this, this is where is people can important. take things out of context. 
just pour it over a right? little ice. <laughs> um, yes. Okay. That sounds yeah. delicious. So that's what I'm sipping. That sounds delicious. So um, maybe I'll take a picture of it because it's Ew. the cutest little like hand-drawn label. I wonder if actually one of her daughter's drew this label. It's adorable. Mm. I'll put it on the Patreon page. It's super cute. Yes, we should we should start taking pictures of these bottles because our pronunciation is so terribly bad that no one is ever going to be able Speak to find for yourself. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> you know how they find them? They go to our link yes. in the show okay. notes there. or on our website and they get a Dry Farms wine subscription. So you can get 3 bottles a month, 6 bottles a month, 12 bottles a month. You can do a bubbly. Mhm. Subscription. You can do a rosé subscription. You can do, you can do all red, both. all white, half red, half white. No one will judge you here. What did you say? I said, or you can do both. Both. The bubbly and the 12. That's my, <laughs> 24 that's my models. MO. Sure, go for it. Oh, well, that sounds fantastic. And I got to tell you, okay, our, our topic for today's episode we are going to be raw and we are going to be hashing some things out together with you from a very damaged, vulnerable place. But and when she says hashing <laughs> things out, that means there's no show. Notes. There's no this show is notes. completely off the cuff. Yes. This is like 20 minutes ago. Shay going, hey, you want to talk about Well, we need to talk about this, but I will tell you a well-stocked wine cabinet could probably help with today's topic. <laughs> It probably could a little bit. Just saying. Okay. So today we are going to be talking about cultivating a posture of contentment. Awkward. All right. Are we done yet? Yes. Right. And there you are. Good day. (laughs) I hope that was helpful. Um, So before we, before we started recording as I don't know why this happens so often in this podcast, (sighs) We both have tears welled up in our eyes and we're just perhaps it's, you know, the pressure of wanting to execute something or get the children Mm -hmm. settled so that we have the time to be able to sit down and do this. Maybe it's, um, you know, the technical issues because there's a lot of tech stuff that goes into recording a podcast 2000 miles apart that can be stressful um, or that cannot work out according to plan. There's, you know, we're both these homeschooling, uh, you know, homemaking entrepreneurs, but we're not alone in this. I know we're not alone in this. And that's why I want Mm -hmm. to hash it out because the other day I spent a good chunk of time just commiserating to Stuart, sharing my heart, weeping a little bit. And he just grabbed my hands and he just prayed for me. And he's like, we need to pray for contentment. And it's mm-hmm. not a word I chew on a lot. I chew on words like progress or accomplishment. <laughs> Forward motion. Forward motion. Yeah. Crossing mm-hmm. things Goals. off pit lists. Uh, right. This is where my right. heart just sings. So contentment, that seems mm-hmm. almost like a backpedal to me. What do you think of when you think of like, this uh, Yeah, it feels it's the initial reaction for me being extremely driven and extremely like salivating each morning. What can I get done? How can life be different by five o'clock PM than it was at 5 AM? Yeah. Which is probably rather toxic. Yes. <laughs> um, but the, so the initial, like the initial flesh knee jerk reaction is, um, 
like that's an excuse, like that's a last resort. <laughs> yeah. Okay, like when all else. No, yes. like, no, no, seriously. I never I'm, thought you, about you that. You said we needed to be vulnerable. No, I, I'm, <laughs> yes, that's it. That's a last so resort if I can't when, control anything else. Yeah, so it's like yeah. when all else fails. Yes. Okay, fine. Okay, fine, Lord. Mm-hmm. I'll have a posture of contentment. Yes. Fine, you got me. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's really bad. It yeah. is really bad. Um, I think the word toxic is actually a great word for it. We are the toxic creators of our own environments in our homes. I mean, we talked about that with Jen last week. You know, when we're complaining Mm -hmm. and and we're griping and moaning, whether it's because there's tasks to do or whether it's because we couldn't get those tasks done, we tend to be the posture setters for our families. Not always, but often. You know, how is Mm -hmm. mom? Is mom... In a posture of contentment and joy, regardless of circumstance, or is she, I know I'm going <laughs> to feel like I'm poking you right now, but, or is she flying off the mm-hmm. handle because, you know, there was a computer problem. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. You, you got to give them the background. Thanks, Jay. Um, 40 computer problems, <laughs> not just one. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. Um, I'm joking, you guys, because Angela has had this YouTube video on her computer for two days that she can't get off because of computer problems. And at least it's stressful. <laughs> it's stressful. Um, the first three days. Yeah. Don't even get me started. Okay. It's it, sh- it should have been up five days ago, but it is it is a wise woman builds her house and a foolish yes. woman tears it down by her own hands. That's I exactly mean, that's, true. That is that's so what it is true. It reminds me again of that, of what we touched on briefly last week with Jen, which is this idea of it's not that you're not where you should be. It's that you're not who you should be where you are. So, you know, Angela and I, you know, take a probably a different approach to this than some of you do because we are Christians. And so our contentment, our peace, our joy, our understanding of what is and what isn't comes from maybe a different place than some of others some mm-hmm. of you, but, um, mm-hmm. I, as I was chewing on this idea of contentment and not even really being able to p- put my thumb on it, um, I thought, okay, well, what are we differentiating between the difference in happiness and contentment? Cause they're not the same thing. We don't use the words in the same way. I feel like when right. we talk about contentment, we talk about a deep-seated satisfaction, right? So I am mm-hmm. content to be in my garden all day. That makes mm-hmm. It makes me happy, but contentment really is, it's not necessarily an emotion, it's a posture. Um, can I be content to... Um, you know, serve my family day in and day out. It do, that doesn't mean that all those those acts of service make me happy, right? Right. But am I in a posture of satisfaction regardless of the circumstance? Is that sort of how you would differentiate them? What are you? Yeah, it's. I think it's more of a, a bedrock situation, a bedrock um not feeling, but being, whereas happiness is 
very circumstance, circumstantial, you know, it's, it's in, it's out. It can, it can appear a hundred times a day and then go away. But, but in nurturing our character to have like this foundation, this bedrock of contentment, I think is, is extremely different. And yes, darned, if not everything in culture and in society and in our own makeup and sin is like working against us. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There is nothing out there Mm -hmm. that says be content. Contentment is okay. This it's, Mm -hmm. it's really like, it's, it's the complete opposite message that we're, that we receive all day. Does that make sense? No, I do. I'm wondering if we're guilty of that. I mean, I'm sure that we are because we are pushers. We are growers. We are doers. All all of us are, uh, I hate to use the word like victim, but we're all victims of our, or we're all products of our environment, products of our circumstance, products of our environment. Like we come by it naturally. Yeah. And, and there, I do, I do, um, experience that struggle and have that struggle with even wanting to redecorate a room or change something or express my creativity. Where's the line between creativity and contentment? Right. Where's the line between pursuing more in a, in a healthy way, because that's the way I'm geared up, yes. but having a heart of contentment. So where pursuing those things or creating X, Y, Z or accomplishing X, Y, Z is not the definition of, of my heart. Right. Because excuse me, um, Mm -hmm. those things in and of themselves, those are good things, you know, and those are written on your heart. I think it's where they come from though. It's where they come from. It's where they come from. I think that's exactly right. And what the, what the purpose is of them. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So if I'm having, you know, really simply put, if I'm having a horrendous day and I want to go thrifting to blow off some steam and I'm angry and mom just needs to get out of the house and I go in that spirit, then I don't really think that's I know me. I know that (laughs) it's not me coming from a place of contentment. Right. You know, if I'm sitting in my living room and I'm looking around and I'm pondering creativity and I'm feeling those juices and I'm like, hey. I think I'm going to go do X, Y, Z. It's a completely different, um, Mm -hmm. it's a completely different starting point. Yes. It it reminds me of this. um, It's, it's, this is an interesting conversation because this is a heart issue. It's a heart (laughs) issue. I know it's like a heart issue. It's like modesty. It's like, you know, your modesty really doesn't, it's not about how low cut your blouse is. It's coming from the position of your heart. Right. You know, like this is, and our view of that is is a heart issue. Greatly impacted by our worldview, you know, uh, by, how we see the heart and, you know, who we believe to be in control of that heart. Um, So Mm -hmm. it's not, the answer is not going to probably be universal for all of our listeners, just because we're all going to be coming from such different places. But it reminds me of um, that verse in first Timothy that, well, I, let me pull it up here because I don't want to butcher it. I tend to really butcher scripture Mm -hmm. if I'm not looking at it directly. (laughs) Uh, it's from, I just like start merging <laughs> verses. Yeah, exactly. You know? Who was that? said that. This is from first Timothy, uh, chapter six, but godliness with contentment is great gain for we brought nothing into the world and we can take nothing out of it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of what you said. If, if I am going to acquire stuff to feel content, 
that's not where real contentment is going to be found. That's a, right. I don't even know if it's worthy enough to be called a bandaid, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's a nod mm-hmm. in the wrong, in the wrong direction. Now, again, those things in and of themselves, those are good things and, and nurturing your home and forward motion. Those are fine. There's nothing wrong with those, but this is what came to my mind when I was chewing on this word. I was thinking about the Count of Monte Cristo and, you know, for a massive portion of the book or movie, whatever you're, mm-hmm. <laughs> however you've taken this in, he's in prison, mm-hmm. which you should, which, which you should. It's a really epic. Yeah. I didn't yeah, ever watch character. it growing up. Stu introduced me to it in, in adulthood, but He's in prison mm-hmm. for something he doesn't do. He's wrongfully imprisoned and he remains there for how many years? Do you remember? A 20? long time. I don't remember. Like, it's yeah, a some, long it's, time. It's an, an epic amount of time. It's a lifetime loss. It's, yes, mm-hmm. it's a lifetime loss. So, and mm-hmm. it's, you know, this is like way back when, when he, they're just in stone, you know, cells by themselves, essentially. It's, it's really bad circumstances for him. And he uses that time. He connects with a couple of other prisoners and he learns language. Actually, language is. <laughs> he mm-hmm. uh, plots his thoughtful revenge, righteous revenge. Um, he spends time in thoughts. He develops his character so that when he gets out of something, he's not broken by the circumstance He's reworked by it. He's strengthened by it. He's grown by it. And it's that it is this kind of idea of refinement by fire. Um, Mm -hmm. I think one of the scariest prayers to pray as a Christian is for pruning. So there's all these analogies in scripture about pruning, pruning, pruning. And if you if you're a gardener and you've ever like pruned your your plants or you've you know, uh, what's it called when you break them off at the top? Pinching, pinching back. Pinching back. Mm-hmm. It is physically painful to do until you get used to it. It really is because you think I this is this is no good. I want this growth. But what you realize is. Well, and it takes an absolute um, paradigm shift. It like does. I, just in binging on Monty, even in the last year, this is this is my garden season where gardening season where I have been the most aggressive pruner Ever. Pincher. I, prune I just pinch. prune and pinch and pincher. And it's, <laughs> it's alarming when I do it. I'm out there with my, my clippers and I'm like, I can't believe yeah. I'm, I can't believe this. I'm doing this. This doesn't make it. It's counter yeah. because everything in you is like, it's grow, counterintuitive. Grow, grow. And then you're grow. like, mm-hmm. take it back, take it back, pinch that yep. off. But mm-hmm. if you do it, you realize that in that pruning and in that pinching, in that fire, <laughs> things are allowed to truly flourish. I mean, the the growth that you mm-hmm. will see, the amount of blossoms that you will see, the diamond that comes of it uh, is much greater than what if, if it would have been just left to itself. So that was an obscure way to get at the point that sometimes when our circumstances suck and frankly, they suck for a lot of the world right now. <laughs> I mean, right. Cir- right. Circumstances out there, they and are hard. They are hard and painful. Mm-hmm. How can we come out of this? And this is, I mean, I'm asking you this as a question. How can we come out of all mm-hmm. of this refined by it and not broken by it in our homes and in our world? I oh, know that was a big question. I'm sorry. 
take a sip. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, that is that's a huge question because I I don't I think for each person it's going to be. No, it's okay, And that's why we're you know, this is when we flesh things out. You know, both of us are freestyling. Yes, freestyling. It's huge. And I think for each person, it's going to be different. And uh, I mean, for me, I have to, Mm. for me personally, I have to, to guard my heart and it takes some intention and it takes quiet Mm -hmm. and keep myself in a position of being constantly overwhelmed by even the smallest thing. Yeah. So I think, I think I told you like in season one, we joked about a long time ago. I just, this is so superficial, but I got, I found myself completely overwhelmed as a young bride, um, by the fact that I owned a dishwasher and I was just, it just got me one day, just the, how, how special that was. And not everyone has a dishwasher. Mm. And I think it's just like, that's a stupid example, (laughs) but I just think it's about staying in a place of humility Mm -hmm. and awe mm-hmm. and wonderment how how do you stay there uh, how do you stay there because i i'll be honest with you like i'm i'm working on this deeply right now but uh-huh. um i mean it's like i'm just like floating in the breeze where you like you said a thousand times a day i just need to be like check it check check where you're at right now check where you're yeah. oriented because um it's so easy to get off track so how do you get to that place mm-hmm. personally well i I do when I'm when I'm up early in the morning, I go outside because typically when I'm in my house looking at the garden work and and the things to do outdoors, whether it's like garbage cans that are all over the driveway or whatever. (laughs) But there's just something different about being outside and not being distracted for me. Okay, yes. So um, that is, you know, this past winter. I had some health stuff that really caused just a crap ton of anxiety for me. And that was just the only way I could shake it. I would go outside. Yeah. I was walking in the woods. I was walking in the snow. Now that the weather's nice, I go outside and I try to just fixate on one or two things, whether it's the the beauty of a tree and the way the leaves are blowing in the wind, or I just watch the birds. Mm-hmm. I just try to quiet my heart because being um, a type A driven personality There's not a lot of quiet the rest of the day. So I just in prayer and through thought, Mm -hmm. and sometimes I write, I try to just get myself in this place of being overwhelmed with, Mm -hmm. I don't, I, I even am hesitating here because I don't want to say with what I have, because I'm in a much different position right now, as far as my home and income, quite frankly, than I was five years ago, than I was 10 years ago. Um, our listeners might not know this, but like as a family, we've lost everything. And in, in, and I've had serious financial, how do I even buy food for my children struggles? So, but I know, I remember even back then looking around and thinking, okay, what, what do I have to be? How can I have this mm-hmm. posture of contentment either, even in the middle of, mm-hmm. um, my husband looking at, for a job to recu- remove raccoons from people's attics mm-hmm. and getting turned down for it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like job denial after job denial after job denial, like just trying to stay, stay in that place of yeah. contentment. And I think when we, when we do start looking around at what we own and what we have, 
um, that's, that's really thin ice right. when it comes to contentment. Right. I don't think contentment has anything to do with possessions. I think it's literally just a heart of gratitude for, for, for people like you and I, for our faith, for, for all of us, for the, the air in our lungs. I mean, it's just, it's a decision. It cannot be circumstantial based or it's not, or you're, it's not going to yeah, happen. No, you're in trouble. No, because, you know, I think just as, um, being in a, in this in a western culture we we do have very much the idea that it's possession based right that it's affluency based it's once i you know we talked about this last week with Jennifer well once i get xyz mm-hmm. once i have this then i'll be content but there are countless cultures around the world with much less than us with joy and smiles and contentment has nothing to do with possessions mm-hmm. and accruing and accomplishing the next thing. And I think that's, that's really where you start getting introspective and like the Count of Monte Cristo, you need some serious quiet to get to know yourself. And Mm because it's really hard to divorce the idea that contentment comes from things or um, it really is. I have so, so that triggered so many thoughts in my mind. You saying that Um, the first is that, you know, thinking about when you guys were going through your hardship, a decade ago or whatever it was, a little bit more than mm-hmm. that now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, as a Christian, we do believe too that there is an author of all things. Uh, the word we use for mm-hmm. that is sovereign, meaning uh, he reigns over all things. So he reigns over the good. Uh, he reigns over the bad. All Nothing happens outside of his control. And thinking about mm-hmm. that fire <laughs> that you were in and how... Mm-hmm a great place to look for gratitude when it feels like there is nothing to be grateful for, frankly, when it feels like, how can I be content while I'm in the fire? (laughs) Um, That's, that is the source for you and I both where we say, okay, I don't understand the fire. I don't like being in it, frankly, but I am grateful to believe in an author of life and I can be content knowing that this is where he has me. Don't know why. Mm-hmm. Don't have to know why. But when there's nothing yeah. else to pull from and we've both been there, I'm sure everybody has been there. That mm-hmm. is a great way to quiet the panic and knowing, you know, I, I've shared a little bit about, um, oh, man, we're getting into it, aren't we? Um, mm. my friend, it's okay. who, you know, is watching her four-year-old battle this horrible brain cancer. And when, uh, when I talk to her about it, you know, she, she knows that this was written by somebody who loves her and loves Danica. And, um, that is where you find contentment in the fire. Um, and that's, you know, it's a strength and it's a, and it's a purpose and it's a reason beyond you, beyond your circumstances, beyond your stuff. Um, because circumstances aren't always going to go your way. (laughs) You know, there is not justice in this world. Like we wish there was justice. Um, there's not fairness, there's not equality, uh, there's not love, there's not all these things Mm -hmm. that we wish there was. 
how do we find contentment in that? Um, I think, you know, for the Christian, it's, it's an easy answer. I don't know how other people, um, sort of meddle with that. I don't think probably very well, frankly. Uh, but I just think about, you know, even your, even your situation that you walked through and how now even not that far out and not everyone gets this gift, but not that far out. You can look back and say, that's how we were being refined for this or think about how that Mm -hmm. equipped us for this. But if you just look at your circumstances, you know, it's, there's not always hope there in and of themselves. Right. Like you were saying, Mm -hmm. um, the other thought I, I, that it conjured up is, uh, you know, I listened to this really great interview one time on a podcast, uh, from a pastor who like debilitated with anxiety his whole life. It's been his greatest challenge and it's, Mm. it's still a big hardship for him. And somebody asked him once, like, do you want me just to like pray for you? You want me just to pray that it would be taken away? And he was just like, no, don't pray that because this right here is what like puts me on my knees and makes me realize the ties that bind. Mm -hmm. This is what drives me to my knees and saying, I Mm -hmm. am not my own. I cannot do this apart from you. Uh, This is where I need to be. I need to find my contentment in something out of this world because, um, and I thought what a great perspective to have something that you could have looked at as maybe a fault or, you know, a character flaw or something. You just need to pull yourself up by your bootstraps and get over it kind of a thing. He's like, no, 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 no. My weakness is actually my greatest strength in leading me to the Lord, you know? And, and Mm -hmm. I don't mean to get too heady on that because I know not all of our listeners believe that, but you know, we're sharing with you heart, our hearts on contentment and frankly, that's in, uh, in unbreakable from, from our beliefs. It's just <laughs> right. the way that it is. It's like taking salt out of water. It ain't going to happen. <laughs> Sorry. So Long what do you ramble. think then about how, no, it's okay. It, we're just working it out. Yeah. How does someone, you know, the, like I said, this, this modern, modern mindset, probably a more Western mindset is Mm -hmm. that it's, that it's attached to things that contentment is attached to circumstances and things. And I think, you know, I think there's just this, it's a message all day long that you can be who you want to be and have all you want to have. You can't, you can't. It's just a matter of time. (laughs) And that's, I think, I really do think that believing that, you know, it, it might take uh, some coming to terms to just acknowledge that that's a, a pile of garbage. It is a pile of that's, garbage. That's a lie. Yes. You know, most of us are just pretty darn average. Mm-hmm. Probably never going to be millionaires. Mm-hmm. Probably going to gain 15 mm-hmm. pounds when we hit our 40s. Mm-hmm. Half of us are going to get cancer. Mm-hmm. Like nothing is fair. Like you said, there's not enough love in the mm-hmm. world. There's not enough equality. Like this is just... Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you, when you start like divorcing yourself from that idea, then, then how, mm-hmm. what is someone, what are, what are things that we can do to, well, to develop that heart of contentment or like you say, the posture of contentment. I think, is, I think a great place to I mean, start simple. is saying, if you're looking at something, whether it's a job promotion, a new house, 
a new car, a new mm-hmm. homeschool curriculum, a new washing machine. I don't care. Whatever right. it is, if you're looking at that and thinking, once I get that, my life is going to be X amount better. Um, that mm-hmm. is probably a good place to check yourself right there. Uh, that Yeah, I think that's scary. That's the nice. That's scary ground. And, it, and I do it all the time. Yes. Like guilty. Yeah. Once yeah. we get you know, the tractor, then our farm will be in order. Um, no, it won't. <laughs> mm-hmm. Once we get the new house, right. then I'll keep it clean because everyone will have their own space and there will be a new storage and we'll have the extra bathroom. No, uh, right. no, right. it just won't. None, nothing like that is ever going to solve your heart, the heart problem of contentment. I think too, it's, it's a really making sure you push back against a posture of greed, um, of mm-hmm. this need for more, 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 um, a contented heart. You know, I think when I first hear this word, my mind goes to like an old man living in a cabin in the woods, you know, smoking his pipe on the porch, just super happy to be there, totally content and calm in his Mm -hmm. own heart. That's, I don't know why that's what my mind thinks of. Um, right. He doesn't need a bigger house. He doesn't need a fancier car. He doesn't need 12 pants when two just do fine. Um, it is this better, not more mentality that we're so interested in fostering here on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, this is something, again, we have to check all the time, all the time ourselves. You know, again, thinking about, you know, my friend, if, if she's in the posture of, you know, once this issue is dealt with, once this cancer is dealt with, then I'll be content. Um, mm-hmm. That's a scary road to travel down. That's that, like Mm -hmm. you said, that's thin ice. So I think checking, checking your heart, uh, anytime you make a purchase, you know, or a lot of times when we buy stuff, we like to, we like to justify it, you know, like we'll get a pair of shoes and then our husband will be like, oh, okay. Another pair of shoes. And you're like, well, 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 my da 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 my squeezes my toe. And you know, these ones and just, I don't like those way the soul, you know, does this. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. Like I'm not saying buying shoes is bad. I'm saying if you're buying shoes to fix your problems. Please don't say that. What <laughs> No, I'm wearing some new shoes. shoes. Bad. I'm wearing some new <laughs> shoes right now actually. That's why it's probably why it was on my head to bring up that example. Um I think that's where we have to check ourselves in terms of just like western consumerism, right? Uh mm-hmm. it's like the whole when you go to Sephora and you're like, I'm going to get this makeup. And once I get this makeup, I'm going to be so beautiful. Uh, that doesn't happen doesn't to me. Happen. <laughs> doesn't happen to anybody. <laughs> I meant, yeah, oh, right. It doesn't happen to anybody. I just need the right lipstick. I just need to get the right eyelash curler. And then I'm going to feel so much better. Mm, probably mm-hmm. not. Maybe, maybe for a day, maybe for a week, but ultimately no. It's not going to bring you joy in the long run. So, so maybe that is the next posture then of let's like thinking beyond the short term. Mm-hmm. Okay. So as far as an investment into yourself or into your family or into your home. Sure. Yeah. All of those things. Um, What's going to last beyond, you know, because guess what? When you buy the new washing machine, it might be great. Uh, it might break right away. It might break five, three years down mm-hmm. the road and you're going to have to go through the same emotional process again. So what what kinds mm-hmm. of things do we foster in our homes that are beyond that? Hmm. 
well, you know, all your good character traits, thankfulness, gratitude, kindness, because it's, it's kindness above all. Yes. Just in that, you know, when we are malcontent, we're typically not kind. Right. It's like what we talked about with Jennifer, whether we're slamming dishes down and banging the washer lid so everybody knows we're doing another load. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> right. Yes. Um, so again, I'm working this out, you guys. I'm I'm bringing you along for the Well, and I don't think there's like here. a finite. Um, I don't I don't think there's a. There's not going to be a conclusion, no you know, conclusion. A conclusive no. statement. I don't think at the end of this podcast, no, no, no. I think we're just but, um, talking. Yeah. I have been floored at how discontent my heart is in just taking what is um, th- like, this is really stupid and everyone, you can judge me for it. We sang a song at church and I was like, oh, I don't like this song. Uh, I don't like the harmonies. I don't like the way that it goes so high from here I just don't really care for it and I kind of look over at Stu like oh we're singing this song duh and he just looked at me and he was just like points to my heart because he had just prayed for a heart of contentment for me and I was like dang it I'm so finite I am so weak so the way I have sort of flipped it in my mind is when I find myself doing that which is more often than I will even admit to you um Hmm. I try to not just think of something that I'm grateful for, but pray. I'll just pray like, okay, I'm so thankful that I'm able to sing with, you know, people that I love and hold dear and offer this worship and, you know, just be here. I'm super grateful for that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so trying to retrain my heart that when it wants to feel this way, we're actually going to feel this way. When you want to feel discontent about X, Y, Z, we're going to try to swivel that into a, into a posture of gratitude for what is. And I think that mm-hmm. over time is what is actually going to breed contentment in the long run. Mm-hmm. I don't think contentment is something you just snap your fingers and acquire. You know, it's like a yoga pose where you gotta you gotta work into it little by little and every day you can hold it just a little Mm -hmm. bit longer and then a little bit longer and then hopefully five years down the road you're in a place where that's just how you hold yourself you know Mm. well and a lack of contentment is very um it's very self-absorbed when we're not content we're the star of the show yes Angela isn't happy because X, Y, Z. Angela is pissed off because X, Y, Z. Angela wants new shoes because X, Y, Z. And again, not that there's something, like you said, wrong with wanting new shoes, but it's it's, the heart behind the thing. It's a position of the heart where you come from. Right. right? And so when we, when we are not content, we are, you know, I understand, I know there are people listening to this show that do not have a family. They are lonely. They don't have anyone very many people uh-huh it's we and then there's the, the then there's the opposite end of the spectrum mothers with 12 children yeah. that listen to the show um but when we are when we you know unhappiness grief sadness friends that's not what we're talking about we're talking about like a, a toxicity right is, is that's what we're talking about mm-hmm. being malcontent mm-hmm. is 
I mean, if we wanted to be really bold, we would say it's without excuse. And that's really uncomfortable. And yeah. I maybe I would say that to me. I'll just say yeah. that to me. <laughs> when I when Angela is malcontent, it is without excuse. Yes. Um, but it's a it is a place of um, me being the star of my own show. Mm-hmm. And when I set that aside and look at serving other people, even if I have to if there's if I have to seek out serving other right. people, there's not always a sack to pick up or something to do. Sometimes you have to, it takes going to someone in your life and saying, what can I do for you? Right. right. You know, very much so. Um, very much so. When we start deflecting, you know, getting away from ourself, I think that gives a much bigger arena for contentment to grow a much bigger place to foster a heart of contentment, Mm -hmm. which is it. It is awkward. It is awkward. And and fleeting, you know? Yeah. And like you said, like the yoga pose takes it's practice. We're talking about like a total retraining. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a, it's a complete retraining. I, um, it despairs my heart a little bit to just see how far into this crevice I've fallen. You know, and um, it's good. It's good to check yourself <laughs> and it's good to know yourself. Mm-hmm. It's good to know your pitfalls. Um, I mean, I even today I woke up already feeling like I was 80 steps behind. Um, you know, my pit list is very pity and not very. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, was <laughs> that was funny. Um <laughs> People are probably confused if they haven't listened to the episode. It's not actually a pit list. We just can't say the word that it's actually reflecting of. Rhymes with it pit. It rhymes with pit. It's the stuff you got to get but done. It was just, and it rhymes with pit. Uh, you know, the amount of stuff on my plate sometimes feels very overwhelming. Um, I'm at, just to my right. I'm looking at, you know, seven loads of laundry that need homes. But uh I remember my aunt having this thing taped to her refrigerator when I was growing up and it would say, you know, it just sort of had these funny little things just to incite a heart of, of thankfulness. So, you know, I'm thankful for the mm. woman at church behind me who sings off key because it means I can hear. I'm thankful for the dirty dishes because it means that there were mouths around the table. You know, I'm thankful for the dirty mm. laundry because it means that there are people in this living in this home that I get to enjoy you know, I'm, I'm thankful for the toilets to scrub because it means, you know, everybody's healthy and, you know, things are working as they should. Mm. Um, you know, there were these silly little things and, but I still remember them. I mean, I must've been five or six when she had this up, but this idea of, okay, you know what? Think beyond the circumstances, which is hard. It's hard to be in the pit, in the swamp, and then to be able to pull yourself out and look at things objectively, right? Mm-hmm. Look at the, at the, maybe the bigger picture or maybe a different perspective. That's a really hard thing to do, but you can train yourself to do it. Um, yeah. I do think it takes a great focus on other people though, to do that. You mean it's not all about I mean, me? No, yeah, <laughs> it, it, no, it isn't. What? <laughs> What a shame. I had this guy I went to middle school with. His name was Reagan and he was adopted. And 
I remember him getting really angry and being like, you know, they say you can be anything you want to be, but he was an American citizen and he wanted to be the president of the United States and he didn't have 2020 vision and he wanted to be a pilot. And he was just like, that's a bunch of garbage. You can't be everything you want to be. It's like first lesson in reality. That's a lie. That is a lie. Um, You know, I love Martin Luther's teaching on the ordinary. Like you mentioned, we're not going to be great. What is great anyway? What is great? A bunch of money? Come on. Those people aren't happy. A big successful business? Those people aren't necessarily happy. You know, acclaim, recognition, achievement, what? You know, you guys know as well as I do, those people are just as sad as you. They struggle in their circumstances just as much as you do. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That's a it's good to it's good to remember that it's not circumstantial. Tell yourself that your your circumstances are not reflective of that. So just with everything that you've just said, then if a, if a listener, if you and I wanted to. Yeah, to walk towards contentment, mm-hmm. are we. Are we boiling it down to it beginning with thankfulness? Yeah. um, You know, because as far as like, that's, mm -hmm. that's the path. I think, I think so. Yeah. Again, like you, like everything you just said, the little message on the refrigerator, that's more about being thankful than being content. But I think at the end of thankfulness is a deep sigh of contentment. Yes, I think it is. I think that's exactly what it is. Um, I think something that's helpful too in fostering that contentment is just quieting the noise a little bit, eliminate some of Mm -hmm. the eliminate. And when I say noise, I don't just mean, you know, auditory noise. I mean, the noise of too much, uh, the noise of reality television. I mean, shut off HDTV. Okay. Just shut it off. Don't look, don't watch house hunters. (laughs) Um, eliminate, Eliminate what you can so that your heart does have just a little bit more space to breathe, frankly, because mm-hmm. when the clutches mm-hmm. of life are on it, that can be really overwhelming. I think, you know, one of the things that COVID has done is force people to clear their schedules. And I think what people are finding is, I mean, I've heard a lot of people say this, holy cow, I had no idea how much we were running around, how much we were trying to do, how much we were involved in. And, oh, sorry, there's a helicopter flying over. Is that an airplane? <laughs> it's a helicopter. When there's rain, they have to fly helicopters over to make a bunch of wind to dry the cherries off so that the cherries don't split. Oh, And so gotcha. every time it rains, I'm really grateful for my gardens. And I'm also like praying for the cherry farmers because it's bad news Aww. for them. Um, What was I saying? Oh, I'm so easily distracted. Uh, okay, eliminate the noise. Sorry. Eliminate the noise. noise. Yeah. Um, however that looks for you, for you and for your family, when things are simpler, I think it's just a lot easier to be content. And when you're letting go, maybe even of some of your stuff, it allows, it allows you to just be thankful for what you have. Right. At least that's how Mm -hmm. it works in, in my heart and in my home. I find that when it's too loud, too noisy, it's a lot harder for me to get in that, in that right posture. It's just maybe just overwhelm. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Do you get that way? 
Um, I can always tell when you're deeply thinking because you you purse your yeah, lips. When the when the stuff uh, is chaotic and mess, I, my brain goes into like over. I get very overwhelmed in chaos. Yeah, yeah. So less uh, a less is more and chaos. I don't mean could like be less the circumstance. Right? I mean, I yeah. love my knickknacks. <laughs> yeah. I love my antiques and stuff. But you know, when you open a closet and it falls out on you, <laughs> you know, Houston, we have a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you but know? that actually piggybacks to you know, for those women who do have the 12 children or six or five or two or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, when I get my house clean, then I'll calm down. Uh, Mm -hmm. when I get my laundry in order, then I'll finally be able to be content. Then I'll finally be able to, you know, once this kid leaves the house or once this one knows how to do dishes or this one's not in diapers, uh, then, Mm -hmm. then, you know, things will be a lot better. Mm -hmm. Right. Probably not. I mean, and I don't mean that in right. a dire way. It's just, there's probably just going to be different challenges. That's no, just the reality. That's just reality. Yeah. All you have to do is look back. Yeah. All you have to do is look back and go, how did that work out the last time it's, I was waiting for something yeah. to make everything okay? It's going it to be didn't. hard, but in a different way. Uh, kids yeah. are the perfect example of that. Nursing is hard. Being up at night is hard. Changing diapers is hard. Nap times are hard. Um, having preteens is hard. Also mm-hmm. in a different way. Um, so finding, finding places that for improvement, you know, cause I am forward motion. I am all about improvement. I'm all about switching things up to a way that works better. I think the mm-hmm. goal has to be peace and contentment and not the thing itself. So my goal isn't a clean house. My goal is continually fostering, you know, a good environment, a good, healthy environment for our minds and for our homes with a posture of contentment for the bumps along the way, because there will be bumps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just as the older woman, <laughs> older and on wiser. This show, how much older, the older, are you than wiser me? woman, how many years exactly? How old are you? Stop it. I told you, I pay my kids $10 a year to say I'm 35. <laughs> that keeps me content. <laughs> uh, I, I would just want to encourage myself and you and our listeners and say like, this is not like, like anything. Like you're just saying when this happens, this is not a point of arrival. We can work on this as much as we want to for the next 18 Mm. months. And we're not going to wake up, you know, 75 Tuesdays from now and say, now I'm content. Nailed it. Yeah. This is, this is a part of the human experience. Really? It is. Yeah. And it's going to be it's a life. It's going to ebb and flow yeah. and it's going to be, it's going to be in and out. And I think surrounding yourself with people that will walk with you, surrounding yourself with people that you can be vulnerable and say, Hey, I'm, I'm struggling being content mm-hmm. and just continue to just have random conversations, even like we're having now that aren't <laughs> conclusive where you're just yeah. hammering it out and, yeah. you know, surround yourself with even just one like-minded person that can hold you up and mm-hmm. encourage you. In your contentment, you know, to, to say to somebody, um, I don't have contentment right now. Right. Like that is really icky. Right. And it's good to have somebody that you can say that. Right. To. And misery loves company. So what we what we tend to like to do is to say, I'm discontent with my husband, my kids, my home, my job, whatever the state mm-hmm. of the world. Um, and this I don't really like what I call bumper sticker theology, which is like if you can tack it on a bumper sticker, usually it's. Eh. I, I shake. I know. It's a super big pet peeve. I know. For me. I know. I know. I but, hate it. 
in the you that's my disclaimer but I, there okay. is this um there is this saying that somebody told me one time like do you go to the phone or the throne okay it's a gimmicky way of saying am i going to call my friend cuz misery loves company and i know that she'll you know help me to patch my wounds and and she'll be like mm-hmm. oh yeah i hate it when that happens isn't that annoying that you know and we like to wallow together that's what misery mm-hmm. that's, that's the reason that's a saying misery loves company so the temptation mm-hmm. is always going to be when i'm feeling this way i'm going to call somebody or i'm going to meet up with somebody and and we're going to wallow in the slop together um mm-hmm. it's harder or it's less natural to us to take it in prayer or you know I don't want to say whatever form that takes for you because that's not what I believe. But um, so I'll just go with for me. This is my temptation. My temptation is often to call Angela and to to bitch and moan about X, Y, Z. It's a lot harder for me to hit my knees and take it to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm struggling with this. Growing me a heart of contentment, growing me a heart of peace, you know, soften me to the pruning, soften me to the shaping. Let me be refined by the fire, not broken by it. What do you have for me in this? What do you want me to teach? And how can I glorify you in it, in that pain, mm-hmm. in a tough circumstance, you know, in everyday bumps? So mm-hmm. there it is. And with your friend, um, I think go to your friend outside of this, outside of the, uh, the emotion, mm-hmm. outside of the struggle. Yeah. Go on a good day and, and say, yeah, I, I'm struggling with this. So the next time the phone rings and I'm on a tirade, here's how Check you can me. help. Yep. Angela and I actually have kind of a rule about this. We never gripe about husbands without the other person checking them. So if Angela calls me and she's all, you know, tied up about something, it's that moment where we have agreed in our friendship, we're going to check each other because that's a dangerous tirade. There's always some form of encouragement. Right. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, again, and then validation of feelings, exactly. You know, if if needed, sure. But encouragement for sure. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we can, we need to end this, but we could, because yeah. we could go on. But I think too, just being the type of friend too, I have a friend that, um, you know, when I talk to her about something that's troubling me, she just stops and prays for me. Like there's just, there's no different road to go down. It's simply, you're feeling this way. I'm going to pray for you. And there's a positive encouragement. So because we know misery mm-hmm. loves company, we don't want our friend to stay miserable. So us wallowing in the swamp is not helpful for them, right? That's not, that's not what's best for them. So the most loving thing you could do is not wallow in the swamp with them. It's to help pull them out of it and say, okay, yeah, Mm -hmm. but X, Y, Z. So, right. (sighs) All right. Cue the music. I say this so Stuart Stuart, please cue the dance music. I know this was Angela a this was dance. a thick swampy conversation, <laughs> but it's still important. We hope to you have. found encouragement. Yes, and and just to know that you're not alone. Nope. Just like you're not alone with your dirty dishes. Yep, you're not alone if you're struggling with contentment or or wanting more or why you want more. Just the next step in your own mm-hmm. refinement. Yes, we're with you. Yes. We would love to heal here, sh- rather not heal, hear what you are grateful <laughs> for. So go over to Instagram, follow us there at Homemaker Chic Podcast. 
there will be a little red box that has this episode in it. Go there and tell us in the comments something that you are grateful for, something that you feel contentment about in your life. And let's up the positivity that's going on here. We would love that. Let's do. That's what we need to do. We need to up the kindness, up the thankfulness, Mm -hmm. up the gratitude, up the contentment, onward and upward. Be sure every time you listen to the show, click the show notes. So those are going to be on your podcast player, or you can go to our new website, homemakerchicpodcast.com. The the show notes are where we have all the links to our sponsors with all the coupon codes. Mm -hmm. We have Amazon links to any books we've mentioned. We have the comment of the week. If we mentioned your name and you'd like to see your name in print, it's over there on the love comment of the week. In the show notes, show some love to our sponsors. Yes. And we were, we are, uh, yes. Could you mark that please? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I'm on Benson. (laughs) Thank you. And we are content to be your podcast hosts. We love you guys so much. Broken and damaged and imperfect as we are. We're still here. We love it. Yes, we do. Thanks for joining us, ladies. We will see you Thursday. Cheers. Cheers.